Come on. Time is right. Time is now. Welcome to Lifeblood. Be well and welcome our guest, strong and powerful Sheen Towers. Sheen, are you ready to do this today? I absolutely am. Hello there, George. It's lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you. Sheen is a hypnotherapist. He is the co-founder of the Dialogue of Self-Liberation. Again, excited to have you on. Sheen, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Okay. Thank you, George. Um, So for the last 17 years, I've been working in London in the United Kingdom as a hypnotherapist. And um, I never wanted to be a therapist. The thought never entered my head. But um, I had the good fortune many years ago to be introduced to a gentleman whose name was Vernon C.F. Bell. He was a founder member of the British Association of Therapeutic Hypnotists in 1951. uh, And that's the oldest regulatory body for hypnotherapy in the United Kingdom. Now, Vernon was also famously known as the founding father of the British Karate Movement in 1957, and we both shared an interest in in, uh, martial arts. And so he was my friend first and foremost, and um, he was also a very blunt man with a very uh, cheeky sense of humor, very mischievous. And I was visiting him one day as a friend, and he said to me, I'm going to ask you a straight and simple question. Only a yes or no will do. Do you, or do, you, do you or do you not wish to study hypnotherapy with me? You don't have to answer now, but before you leave here this afternoon, I want you to either give me a yes or a no. And so for several hours, I was racking my brains trying to come up with a reason why I would say no. But every reason I came up with, I realized was a very poor excuse. And I respected him too much to to give him a lame excuse as to why not. And I realized it was a great opportunity, but I didn't realize what I was in for. So I studied with him for the last four years of his life. And during that time, he helped me to identify negative patterns of self-talk that I'd been engaging in unconsciously about myself for 20 years of my life. Um, and having identified what I, the stories I'd been telling myself and the negative self-limiting and, and even self-abusive beliefs that I'd picked up along the way um, because of past traumas and, and, uh, and um, uh, challenging experiences, uh, I'd been limiting myself terribly. I'd picked up some very limiting beliefs about myself uh, totally unconsciously. And he helped me to identify the limiting stories that I'd been telling myself and the negative beliefs that I'd adopted about myself. And then he helped me to let go of the habit of communicating like that toward myself. And when he did, it totally transformed my life uh, on every level. Um, I was able to let go of the past hurts that I'd experienced and, um, allowed me to redefine my sense of self. Um, Then he passed on. Um, He he died um, of uh, cancer of the bones eventually. Mm. And uh, I've been working as a hypnotherapist ever since then. And uh, basically what I've ended up specializing in is helping people to uh, identify and then transform the quality of their self-communications. So when we, when we transform the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, 
This enables us to learn from our past experiences uh, and also it en enables us to develop self-compassion uh, and self-forgiveness for not having understood how better to cope with things in the past and nice. self-compassion to be caring toward ourselves. Uh, so over the years, I've helped people. Um, as you can see behind me here, there's a chair. <laughs> and just here, uh, the chair with a candle lit. And the candle, I, I've always had that lit in memory of my teacher, Vernon, uh, because he helped me so much. And uh, every person who's been to see me for help over the last 17 years, I've described them, what the significance of the candle lit there is. And uh, I've worked with many, many hundreds of people who've been uh, very broken. Uh, unfortunately, very sadly, I've worked with lots of people who've been raped or violently abused, sexually abused, sometimes over many, many years. And then on the other extreme, people who've had uh, things like chocolate addiction, mm. uh, a seemingly trivial thing like that. Sometimes people can end up more attached to, to those kind of patterns. Uh, than people who've been through severe trauma and, and really want to let go of that and no longer allow their sense of self to be defined by the things that have happened to them in their past. So essentially, hence, um, over the last several years, I've been working with a very dear friend of mine, Peter Truman, who's also a co-founder of the Dialogue of Self-Liberation, which what we've done is we've taken the methodology that Vernon taught me, which was a very clear understanding a very uh, precise uh, five-stage methodology and um, I've been working with that same methodology for the last 17 years with private clients and for the last three years uh, myself and Peter have um, distilled all of this work into a format where people can access this via online programs and uh, yeah, so we can just we can talk about that a little more later if you like. Yeah, wonderful. So I have uh, I, I certainly think that I have personal experience with having limiting beliefs, and I came to it by just wanting to become more efficient and to become more productive and to be less tired. Um, yes. Obviously, you've laid out people that that have had. Uh, way more severe trauma than than I have had or that they have an issue that they're trying to kick For people who are listening they say well maybe maybe this is me maybe I do have negative south but how 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 do I know if it's just sort of me well um, the first skill that um, Vernon emphasized he, in the very first time I went to see him as a student of his he said, the very first skill you're going to need to acquire if you want to feel different about yourself, and that's lovely, there's a clap of thunder when I spoke mm. those words <laughs> just outside. Um, he said that if you want to feel better about yourself and the life you're living, then the first skill you need to acquire is the skill of developing the mindfulness of self-communication. Mm. What are you actually saying to yourself now in this moment? And is what you're saying to yourself in that moment an example of replaying a memory of an old past hurt or disappointment or trauma? Or are you, in your imagination, imagining a future in which you continue to feel rubbish about yourself or to doubt yourself? If so, that's the first skill you need to acquire. What am I actually programming myself to accept as a belief? 
what kind of input am I feeding myself mentally and emotionally through my self-communications? So I often say to people, how can we possibly let go of something if we're not even aware that we've been carrying it? Mm -hmm. But when we can become aware of the stories we've been telling ourselves and the unhelpful, maybe negative, self-limiting beliefs that we've picked up along the way about ourselves, that means we then have an opportunity to let them go because we've identified what we've been carrying. Perfect. And for, for, for me, I'll just use myself as an example here. And uh, like it was always in the shower or when I was getting ready for my day that I'd replay like past injustices that I felt were, were perpetrated yes. against me. <laughs> yeah, I remember that well. <laughs> and so I, I, I don't know that I wasn't aware. It's like it's just what I thought about. Right. I don't know that I recognized that 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 that, that it was a problem. <clears throat> so so where where do I go from here? So I would say to recognize that um, if we might, I wasn't aware of the stories I'd been telling myself, but uh, our problems persist because we communicate toward ourselves about the past as if it were the present or the future. Hmm. And when we do that, we drag the past hurts into the present moment and we relive them again mm -hmm. in our minds and then our emotions respond. Or we imagine a future in which we, we projected that, that uh, belief that it always happens to me. Here's a perfect example of the kind of dialogue we would unconsciously speak. Why does it always happen to me? That question implies a belief that it always happens to me. What's wrong with me implies there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Why won't I ever manage to? Yeah. Um, and then I feel when I go to such and such a place and that person looks at me in that way, then I feel I can't communicate. I close down and I feel afraid and then I panic. And these kind of things we're communicating about a future in our imagination. We, we phrase it in that way. And so when we do this, we're programming our subconscious mind to accept the, the belief that every time we do that, that's how we should react and that's how we should feel. When in truth, what we're actually meaning is in the past, when I have gone to the shop or, or I've gone to that place and I've seen that person and they've looked at me in a particular way, I have not been able to communicate, I've shut down and I panicked. Yeah, but that's an example of having potentially spoken about or communicated about a past experience as if it were the future. Hmm. And so the basic core principle of the dialogue of self-liberation is to, to help people to learn how not to limit themselves uh, by communicating about the past as if it were the present or the future. When we do this, it allows us to be present in the moment. So there's a wonderful saying um, which uh, I first heard from my martial art teacher who first heard it actually from uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, who I have great respect for the work that they do. Um, and uh, the saying is this, uh, if you have one foot in the past and the other in the future, then you're peeing on the present. <laughs> yeah. And I've been up for 20 years of my life totally unconsciously uh, until I was taught to how to stop that. Yeah. Okay, so I am 
once um, I'm, I'm listening and I recognize, yeah, well, that's certainly I, 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 I have these thoughts about these negative past experiences and yeah. recognizing that it very well could this very well could be limiting my ability yes. to have the life that I really want. Yes. Um, why, why hypnotherapy? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so the, the hypnotherapy aspect of, of this work, really, I don't even personally like the term hypnotherapy or hypnotherapist. Um, I describe the work that I, I do and have done over the last 17 years. When people call me on the phone to book an appointment or to make an inquiry, I, I always say to them that the way I describe the work I do is I help people to identify negative patterns of internal dialogue or self-talk and the associated uh, patterns of reaction and behavior that are the result of negative or self-limiting beliefs about themselves that they picked up along the way. And then I help them to let them go. And so with regard to letting them go, um, this utilizes the creative power of the imagination. So all I do is I act as a guide to um, help people to uh, be able to review their past memories, but from a very different perspective so that they gain control over how they feel when they review those memories, rather than being at the mercy of those upsetting uh, memories. So essentially draining the mental and emotional magnetism from those memories so they no longer have any power to influence how we think or feel or act or react from now moving forward. Beautiful. And or this, this use of the creative imagination uh, is now um, very, very strongly verified by scientific research um, that uh, it, it absolutely changes um, and, and genuinely, tra genuinely transforms an individual's experience. Is it is it a function of I'm able to to just for lack of a better term be able to get back to sort of like even as opposed to I'm I'm yes. I'm, 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 I'm I'm living at a deficit I'm, I'm I'm living in negativity I'm able to get to even so that now I can yeah. actually move forward into the future that I want and I can start to create yes. that. Yes, absolutely. I'll I'll share this with you. So toward the first uh, the, in a first session with a new client toward the latter part of the session. Um, I, I, I say the following to them, which can be a little bit uh, radical, um, and, uh, and yet it's very purposeful. And I say, what I'm about to say to you, I mean, with absolute respect, and this is very important, I couldn't care less about your problems. Mm. <laughs> and people often, the first thing they do is they laugh. <laughs> they'll, they'll laugh. It's like, it's like a relief. Um, and, and then immediately I qualify it and I say, you're here because you're sick of that rubbish. So if we could draw all of that out of you and throw it into the corner of the room over there, I've got no respect for that at all. I couldn't give a damn about that stuff. That's just a bunch of ideas and stories that you picked up along the way. And that's nothing to do with who you actually are. That's the clutter that's accumulated. I care about who you are as a human being beneath all that clutter. So when we work out how to identify the clutter and then effectively learn how to let it go. So it becomes an aspect of our past, a bit like shedding an old skin, the shedding of the old um, troubled self. Mm -hmm. um, then we arrive at the authentic self. That's who we are essentially at the core of, of our being, uh, not those unhelpful stories we've been aligning our sense of self with. And that's that's there's so much talk in 
in just the ether or the world or the universe about being our authentic selves and just being ourselves. And that's all fine and well, but you can't just start being yourself if you are living under this operating system of, of junk and negativity. Yes. There's no that's tactic in the world. True. There's there's no goal setting in the world that's 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 going to get you past this stuff unless you yeah. dig in. Yeah, which is why this particular method is so so wonderful is that it, it's nothing to do with positive affirmation. It has nothing to do with trying to tell ourselves I'm more courageous, I'm becoming a better person, I'm going to make a great success of my life. This is about the removal of the negative internal dialogue. This is about learning how to no longer tell ourselves, I'm not confident, I'll never be confident, I'm a failure, I'm not good enough. There's the most common pattern of negative self-talk that uh, I've heard over all the years. I'm not good enough. I've heard it from uh, clients who are extremely successful in, in the business world, like very, very highly successful individuals who still have had, carried that belief that they're not good enough. It's you an know, amazing. It, it's, it's 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 yeah. It's extremely common. Yeah, it's an amazing thing, and there's probably I'm sure that there's people who are listening. They say, well, you know, I'm I'm a pretty successful guy. I'm a pretty successful gal, but just imagine, you know, or if you're interested in imagining uh, levels that you could be reaching, because yes. there's probably some junk that is keeping you from that, yeah. or some blocks. So that's it. So so does our does our creative imagination serve us? Or have we become a slave to it hmm. by imagining the worst, becoming very skillful at imagining the worst? Is my creative imagination serving me, or is yes. it just keeping me stuck? Huh. Where, do, where, does, where does my mind go when it just has the opportunity yeah. to go where it wants? Yes, exactly. What a wonderful... And, I, and for 20, 20 years of my life, George, I, I was I became very skillful at being terribly spiteful toward myself. Never in the company of anybody, just when I was on my own. I kept it hidden from my dearest friends. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, thankfully Vernon helped me to stop that. He referred to it as the eradication of negative thinking so that we're free to be who we actually are. I love it. The eradication of negative thinking so that we are free to be who we actually are. Yeah. What a wonderful what a wonderful skill and gift to be able to give other people, Sheen. Um, I, I never would have imagined, George, that um, from from where I'd been or for all those years feeling very, very, um, uh, very stuck, um, I'd never have imagined that I would have been taught something that could be so positively transformational in my own personal life and then be able to help so many other people over the years who've been through way worse experiences than I had ever been through. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the, the, the core principle of the dialogue of self-liberation is essentially very, very simple and makes complete logical sense. Then the, the methodology of it, the different five stages of the process, um, are very, very straightforward, and they work. They help people to identify how not to communicate toward themselves any longer. Um, and this helps us to learn from our past experiences. You know, there's a saying, uh, what, I've been a practitioner of uh, Tai Chi and uh, um, martial arts for 37 years now, and my teacher's teacher's teacher, Professor Cheng Man Ching, had a saying, invest in loss. It's at the times where we make mistakes and we don't get things right 
that we fail, that we have the maximum capacity to learn and grow if we're honest with ourselves and we ask ourselves, what can I learn from those experiences? Hmm. I love it. Well, Shane, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Difference-making tip. <laughs> I would say to you, um, consider developing the mindfulness of self-communication from now. Ask yourself the question, is what I'm about to say to myself an example of an unhelpful belief, a negative self-belief, uh, or an ex a description of an experience that I would rather distance myself from? Is it, an, is it an example, what I'm saying to myself in, in the moment, an example of something I'd rather let go of rather than drag along with me like a ball and chain? And by identifying these things, as I said earlier, how can we let go of something if we haven't first identified what we've been carrying? But if we can identify those things, then it's a little bit like a cat with a fur ball. You know, it's choking on the thing and then eventually it goes and then it's out. Mm -hmm. And it, then it can suddenly breathe clearly because it's out there. It's no longer clogging things on the inside. So if we can identify those things that we've been saying to ourselves, unhelpful beliefs, un unhelpful, uh, repetitive images, maybe replaying old hurtful memories, imagining scenarios in the future where we continue to feel rubbish or stuck. Um, and then identify the things we're really fed up with. And this is half the battle won. So write those things down as if it were, if it's on like uh, um, repetitive negative feelings, externalize those feelings as if it were a person standing in front of you and say, hang on you, what are you actually trying to say to me here? What are you trying to convince me that I should believe about myself? Then whatever that answer may be, write those things down. And then you will have identified many of the things worth letting go of, those um, habits and patterns and beliefs that no longer serve you. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Sheen, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Thank you very much, George. Um, well, please do uh, check out our website. We have a website which is learntdsl com learn tdsl.com and um, yep we uh, we have a couple of different programs one of them is an audio program uh, via an app on a mobile phone that you can download which has five lessons with accompanying audio material in the form of guided visualizations and what we call guided contemplations which are um, suggested spoken voice exercises to encourage the person to begin to communicate toward themselves in an unconditionally supportive way. Um, and we also have a live program which uh, is drip fed once a week for five weeks uh, in with PDF material alongside the audio exercises and also one live Zoom call with a, uh, a small group of people once a week for five weeks at the same time each week. We've been running this now for the last six months with people around the world. And uh, the, the sense of community is, is wonderful when people are on the actual Zoom call. And what we do is we discuss the content in the PDFs in the five lessons or the five dialogues. 
Um, and uh, everybody's very supportive. We've had some wonderful feedback. We also have a YouTube channel uh, that is called Get Out of Your Own Way. Love it. And there are lots of um, uh, videos on that channel with people who've been through the, uh, the Dialogue of Self-Liberation live program. Uh, and they are talking about their experience of learning the dialogue of self-liberation. So I'd, I'd encourage people to uh, to check that out. Perfect. I'll hear from other people. I love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Sheen your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to learntdsl.com. Again, learntdsl.com. Check out the YouTube channel, Get On Your Own Way. I'll list both of those in the notes of the show. Thanks, Kitchen. Thank you very much indeed, George. Lovely to meet you. Likewise. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.